plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. Hello, everybody. How are you? It is Thursday, February 2nd. Kind of our Friday in this off-season schedule where we're going four days a week and it's still pretty dang good. That's a pretty good off-season flight. Four days. And we'll go five when there's news warranted and, you know, during the hot times of free agency, which is coming up like a month away. Free agency really gets rolling right around the combine. That's when all the scuttlebutt, and that's four weeks away. So we're getting there, guys. We're doing good. Um, actually, got a lot to talk about today, a lot of tidbits. And, the, uh, you know, as you know me, I love tidbits. I'm a news guy. Um, you know, you guys may not catch all these little tidbits. And so I might give you some, you know, some, some gems of information, some nuggets and if you have heard about them, you know, we're going to discuss them and, and say what they mean. So I like that stuff. I do have a show today. It's a topic of the show. It's going to talk about the awards that are coming out, the AP Awards Saturday, and um, the Raiders' chances at some of these things. But, you know, I got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Um, a lot, this is kind of like a, an in-season show, I was thinking, as far as tidbits I got to get through. So I'm excited. I'm going to get going on that. You know, again, thanks for listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening to the entire Locked On Podcast Network. It was the fastest growing podcast network on the internet. That's the truth. Every NBA team, every NFL team. So, you know, if you want to get some insight to the Falcons or the Patriots, there's Locked On Falcons, Locked On Patriots. I bet you don't, but you can if you want. So I appreciate you. Listen to that Locked On NFL draft. It's doing great. Subscribe to Locked On Raiders iTunes. Tell your family. Tell your friends. Send me your Twitter questions at B Williamson. I got. I'm gonna do something exciting. Maybe it's exciting for me. Maybe this will tell you what my life's all about. I get excited about Twitter questions. I got two Twitter questions to answer today. Um, I'm a little backed up, and the second one that I got fits into the subject, so I'm doing it. Um, I got already one for Monday show. Thanks, Tanny Rec. You're one of my favorites. You're a big-time participator. If I gave frequent listener points, you would get them. Participation points. So let's get to these Twitter questions. Again, B. Williamson, NFL. First one is from Sylvester Valdano, and he participates a lot too. I appreciate it, sir. Very interesting question. He wanted to know, do I think that this whole Vegas limbo weirdness could that affect free agency extensions to guys? 
You know, it's an interesting question, and my first inclination is no, it won't affect it. But, I mean, it may affect a certain guy, and you know, maybe some individual guy is like, look at, I want stability. I, I, that's what kind of person I am. I, I'm a guy that doesn't want any question. I want to know where me and my family are. So there may be a guy or two that says that. I think particularly maybe in free agency. Um, not necessarily guys that are already in-house because you kind of have a feel, you know, for what you got. But, I mean, it's not perfect, but I don't think it's a real killer. I mean, in the end, I think most players don't care where they play because, you know, they most guys do, go to two or three teams anyways. And you already heard Malcolm Smith's comments on TMZ, like, hey, you know, us players would rather go to Vegas because it's cheaper, cost of living, and um, no tax, you know, less taxes. So that's where that's where the player's perspective is. So, but very good question. Thank you. Staying on that Vegas tip, and you know, I know you guys don't want to talk stadium all the time, but when it's happening and it's happening right now, it's a fluid situation. The county commissioner, um, who said the other day that the wheels fell off of Alderson backing out, told. I think it was uh, it was uh, it was some radio. It was he made some comment somewhere. I'm sorry, there's so many stuff going on, and he said that the Raiders assured him that they're going to get the money from somewhere else. But then there's you know reports out that you you know Alderson is out for blood, and he'll make it very difficult for him. And he's known as a you know business shark of Vegas. So who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if these guys get back to the table. If they get back to the table though. Uh, Mark Davis is going to get less than he was hoping for. But that's his fault. He blew this thing. You know, when Golden Sachs left, too, Goldman Sachs left and Alderson, Mark blew it. That had nothing to do with him as an owner. I think he's a good day-to-day owner, but I don't know. This business thing ain't working out so well. I mean, they've had a lot of strikeouts in this thing over the years. And this was their this was their honey hole, and... They screwed, they screwed it up. It's not over, but we'll see. Again, I know everybody's celebrating. Oakland Raiders fans are celebrating, but this is not good for the organization. There's no answers. And again, my prediction, there will be a stadium in Oakland. It won't be a great situation, but there will be a stadium in Oakland. That's my prediction right now. It could change. Um, and then we got a little news yesterday. We've heard it coming for a while. There was a report while back during the season, but the Patriots, Raiders, playing in Mexico City, and, and this kind of works into the whole stadium thing. You know, Raider fans are upset. The, the Mexico City thing was kind of cool last year, but Raider fans are kind of upset that they're losing another home game. It's the premier home game of the season, and, you know, no, don't get a chance to boo Tom Brady. Um... And, you know, it kind of probably sucks for Brady, too, because this might be his last time in the Bay Area, his, his home area. You know, the last time he played in – he's not going to play in San Francisco for another seven years. Well, is he going to be 46, 47 players, 40, 46, 47 years old? Um, last time he played in Oakland was 2011. Well, that was six seasons ago. Is he going to be playing in 45, 46 years old? I don't know. Maybe the way the schedule works out, you know, maybe they will play soon again in Oakland. But, it, it, you know, it takes away 
the coolest game of the season for the Raiders. I don't know if it takes away much advantage because New England has to go to Mexico City. Yes, Raiders have to go to Mexico City, but, um, you know, the Raiders have done that. They know it, but I don't think they're going to be as, as excited for that trip as they were this year. But, you know, Raiders fans, oh, their league is screwing us. Well, the, yes, they're screwing the fans, but the Raiders as an organization is part of this particular screw job because they don't have their stuff together as far as stadium goes. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They go to London every year. So it's not just the Raiders. And it's not the Raiders. It's the stadium situation is what's causing this. So, and, and here's my second Twitter question. B. Williamson, NFL. Jonathan Medrano. I hope you said your name right. I think I did. He said, is there anything to gain from the international market? Well, it, it, Jonathan, it kind of goes to what I was just saying. There's, you know, it's kind of forced situation. But, yeah, I think there is. I mean, just goodwill and fans. You saw all those Raider fans at that game. It was a heavy Raider home game. There's been speculation that there will be just as many Patriot fans there because international fans usually like the big names and, and, and the stars. Um, and, and that's certainly the Patriots. But the Raiders caused some really good will with their trip to Mexico City. And those, a lot of those people are going to remain Raider fans. So I would still expect it. I would be surprised if there's more Patriot fans than Raider fans at that game. And, you know, in London, I, I went to a London game. It was a cool experience. 49ers Jack, Jacksonville in 2013. And because Jacksonville was the home team, and you know, again, they're there. That was the very beginning of them being there every year. There was more Jacksonville fans that day, so I, I don't think you have much to worry about there. But yeah, I mean, it's just goodwill and marketing and such. So, but you know, I know it takes away from that game. And then there was another report saying the Steelers want to get in on this 2018 action play in Mexico City, and Josh Debeau, the very astute AP writer, wrote. Well, the Raiders host the Steelers in 2018. So are they going to lose another home game? I tell you what, if this Vegas thing revives itself or San Diego pops up and the Raiders sign a deal and they go to one of these places and they're playing as a lame duck, they'll certainly lose those home games and fans won't care. So there's that. So I appreciate all that interest. Thought Tim Brown made some really and excuse me, I know this is not proper to say well not proper it's not popular to say on a Raider podcast, but I tell you, I'm not a fan, I'm a reporter and I tell you how I feel. I thought he made some really stupid comments about Tom Brady yesterday. And I have a column on my uh, all twenty two site, that's my main gig. He said yesterday, basically, you can Google it that Tom Brady should thank the Oakland Raiders for his career because he wouldn't be starting the next year and he wouldn't be Tom Brady if had they lost that game. I have no problem with Tim Brown being mad about the Tuck Rule game itself. Still being mad. That's fine, dude. But don't disparage what, the, what I think is the greatest quarterback career of all time. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. My argument is the dude's playing in his seventh Super Bowl this Sunday in 15 years as a starter. He was hurt one year. That's almost half of his career in the Super Bowl. What is NFL quarterbacking all about? 
It's about winning. That dude has won more than anybody. He's a baller. I know you hate him. That's fine. Hate him. My wife hates him too. It's because of the tuck rule. Cool. That's fine. But don't say his career would be. That's silly. That is silly. He's Is Dak Prescott going to be replaced because they lost his first playoff game? Ludicrous. Ludicrous. So, anyways. And you guys might be fired up about me, but this is what I like about this. I'm giving you my opinion. You know, shoot me your opinions back. Uh, a little mar- talking about marketing. Um, the Raiders, the top 50 merchandise sales, basically jersey sales and such of the year came out. And three Raiders are in the top 20. Bottom of the 20, but they made the top 20. Mr. Derek Carr, 16. Amari Cooper, who we talked a lot about yesterday in our Amari Cooper show, 19. Mr. Khalil Mack, number 20. Pretty good, pretty good. Those numbers will go up as the Raiders' winnings go up. Um, I'm telling you, this is Tidbit Thursday. I'm gonna talk. I'm not gonna talk about every mock draft I see because there's so many. But when I stumble upon them, I do look at them. I'm interested. I've interested them since I was like eight years old. I, I did mock drafts all the time. I remember one Christmas I was doing a friggin' mock draft, and that was I was that was in the '70s, man. That's I'd love to see that sheet now. Um, anyways. So when you know, we'll talk more about th- these mock dresses. We get heavy, but um, I saw one interesting. Sports Illustrated had you know, and this is very f- mock early, early. We haven't even been at the combine. There'll be combine winners and losers that changes that deal. But there's one that had Jabril Peppers going to the Raiders. I think it was Sports Illustrated. Chris Burke at number twenty-four, the safety linebacker guy. Um, you know. That'd be an interesting name if he comes to be all the you know the next Charles Woodson, and that would be unfair and probably a little inaccurate. But you know he's a kind of a Swiss Army nice guy, and he, you know a hell of an athlete. Questions about his productivity, but I think he you know he was a guy that a lot of people thought would be a top five pick, but now it's settling down to the bottom. So that'd be interesting. Again, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that was a name that popped out to me, and I thought, huh. I still think the Raiders might go after a running back. If a Delvin Cook fell or something. There's a lot of, you know, Nick Chubb maybe. I think Reggie would think about it if he got value there. I don't know if Nick Chubb would be unbelievable value there. But like if a, a Cook would, Fournette's not going to fall. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's getting that time. Where we're going to start thinking about the draft, guys. Um. All right, but now it's time to talk a little bit about these awards. And I thought this was going to be a real focal point of the show. But, I mean, hell, we're 14 minutes into this thing, so I'm going to go quick. Um, there's seven awards, the AP, and these are the awards that are recognized. And there's so many Pro Football Writers Awards and, you know, Jimmy Joe Jack Barbecue Award and all this, you know, and, and, and Khalil Mack and – and Jack Del Rio have won some of those, but these are the recognized, and there's there's seven, and there's all these like play of the year, clutch play of the year, and all that. But I'm just there's really seven that are recognized, and it's MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defense of the Year, Coach of the Year, Offensive Rookie, Offensive Defensive Rookie, and Comeback. The Raiders have a chance theoretically from four of those. 
MVP, Garrett Carr. Offensive Player of the Year, Garrett Carr. Offensive Player of the Year, I think, is kind of a silly award. It's basically saying you're the second best offensive player because defensive players don't win MVPs. The defensive player won an MVP, I would feel the other way around. No, don't do the defensive player of the year. So I I don't think Derek Carr is going to win the MVP. I think he'll get votes. Certainly, we saw what happened without him, and that shows how important he is. But I think Matt Ryan's going to win the award, and I'm okay with that. Derek Carr was my first half MVP, though. And maybe he sneaks in on the offensive player of the year. That I mean, maybe, but then that's see that's a little difference because it's, it's that's more stats driven. And there's guys I I, I would think somebody like uh, Rogers or, or Ezekiel Elliott will win that award. Probably Rogers, but that's just a guess. Um, defensive player of the year. I think Mac's gonna win it. I do. I don't know if he deserves it. He had a really good year, but you know. The thing is, J.J. Watt, the three-time winner, is hurt, and there's nobody who really stands out. Miller was good. I could see Miller winning it. I mean, that's who I'd probably pick, and you're probably, you son of a gun. You spent four years in Denver. Ten years ago, you left Denver, but you're a Denver Bronco homer. No, I just think Miller had a little better year than Mac. But if Mac wins it, it's cool. Vic Beasley, the Atlanta guy, Aaron Donald, Landon Collins, all of them. Nobody had a great, great, great year. But I think Mac's going to win it. No, I, I won't scream and whine about that. Good for him. Um, And then the coach of the year, and, and Jack has a real shot. Um, I think the other real contenders are Jason Garrett. That's who I would give it to. Um, Bill Belichick, maybe Quinn, maybe Adam Gaze in Miami. Um, here's why I would give it to Garrett. They were four and twelve last year, guys, and he lost his his starting quarterback this year. I and he, you know, and he two rookies led his team, and I don't think Jason Garrett gets enough credit. I I think he was the coach of the year. Jack was awesome. Jack was tremendous. I'm a big Jack guy, but you know, just because I think a guy had the second best year that doesn't mean i'm disparaging him so i do think you guys are going to get the mac award this year and i think it's the first time since what um lester hayes i think 1980 maybe so we'll see uh, good luck enjoy those awards um hall of fame this weekend no raiders for the first time going in the last three years nice run though ray guy tim brown and kenny stabler my favorite player growing up. Um, but, you know, so you don't have to pay much attention to that. But Saturday night, watch those awards. Will we be back on Monday unless there is major news tomorrow? Have fun. Thanks for listening to the to the Locked On Raiders podcast. I'm Bill Williamson. See you later. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.